0: The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. Grab your spot at our table in the shed as we bring Mickey, JJ, Kurt, Chris, and Joe back to continue our Curse of the Crimson Throne campaign. It may have been a few weeks since you heard this one, but don't worry, we'll provide a full recap. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, and welcome to The Shed for Adventures from the Shed. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com, on iTunes, Facebook, and all over the internets. Uh, we are back in The Shed with our regular cast here. We're going to be continuing our Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition campaign set in the Pathfinder adventure path Curse of the Crimson Throne. If you listen to us in a row, it is five episodes since you heard us last. So we're going to be giving a big old recap for you to get you back into the adventure right after we go around the table and say hi, starting with
1: Hey everyone, it's Mickey. I'm back. I know you missed me.
0: JJ
2: here, playing Ashley Morgan or Morgan Ashley the Rogue.
3: This is Chris playing the bard, comic greg, no comic gary. Oops. Hey
4: everyone, this is Kurt. I am playing Crispin, the st- halfling, stout halfling barbarian.
1: I never say what I play. I play Veritana. Go ahead, Joe. Who is? A chick.
0: A chick. <laughs> and I am Joe. I am <laughs> the dungeon master for this adventure. All right, who is going to... Get... Well, you know what? I'll start... Right from the beginning, our characters were actually created in a pre campaign session where we created characters for each other. Now, that's another thing I wanted to mention again. Let's uh, see if we can think back to those characters that we're supposed to be playing and maybe try gravitating towards that, like maybe playing a kind
1: lady. Oh, fuck <laughs> off.
0: <laughs> who has troubles with the truth, perhaps. Um, uh, by the way, the 37, a minute and 37 seconds for the first F bomb. Not bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: Is that a record? <laughs> a <new> no, <laughs> no. She's.
0: I think you've had a lesson that. Probably. That was pretty good. Sorry. Um, but we have those <laughs> characters that we, we want to play in that way. We also have our standing house rule, and JJ has his back turned, but he can hear me. Yep. Um, the standing house rule of if you're going to tell somebody something about their character, it has to be done in character. Fair. And I know we started that way, but we also veered away from it, and I'd like to try uh, getting back to that. And... Um, we took those characters, they woke up from a dream, and they had notes on their nightstand that a local fortune teller was looking for them, brought them all together with a clue from their past. There was one common enemy, Gadron Lamb, and they were set off to find him. Who wants to pick it up?
1: Not everyone talks. <laughs> the guy with the notes. <laughs> the guy
0: with the notes.
4: So Zalar, uh, who was the fortune teller, told us that Gadren's thieves had stolen her deck of harrow cards, which was an heirloom that had been passed down for generations. Um, her son got the deck back but was killed by Gadren's servants. So that was kind of the plot hook to get us to go after him. That and the fact that each one of our characters had some connection to him. So after doing a harrow, harrow card or a harrowing card reading, um, which perhaps told us something about things to come. Yep. Uh, we went off down to the docks where Gadron's headquarters were and fought around on some boats. There were drain spiders that attacked us, poisoned Ashley. Uh, but we, w- we beat the spiders fairly quickly before heading inside to face several foes. Yeah, there was thugs in there, uh, yeah. people who worked for Gadron. Yeah. Do you want me to keep going or shall someone else? Yes, both. Awesome. So, after fighting the uh, spiders, we meet, uh, met a half-orc we called Giggles. Uh, he was yeah. beating the children, uh, the child workers, and we kind of worked our way in, fought, and killed him, and then also saw a gnome, who I think his name was Hookshanks, if I remember
0: correctly. Yeah, oh, yeah sounds right.
4: Uh, we saw Hookshanks and Gadron kind of escaping through a door and followed them. Um, we beat Hookshanks more easily perhaps than expected but i guess you know he was in a gnome so uh, <laughs> not that big of a deal but Gadron had a monster crocodile is that with a him, short man? choke it, it was
0: <laughs> it, it was, was also one of those it's a level one encounter yes so you're not going to stand to get hurt too much and you're not going to do a whole lot of damage so overall it should be easy for a group to beat up on one thing
4: right um we ended up in this room with kind of a walkway around an open Hit of water where Gadron's crocodile was. And we uh, actually took a while to defeat the two of them, but we did. um, We released, uh, it's not important to the adventure, but Crispin had his hook to Gadron was that his childhood uh, friend Talon had been abducted by Gadron. And uh, Talon was there, and we released him, which made Crispin feel good. Uh, and then we decided we needed to head back to Zalaras to report
0: in. And I think that that Murder encounter him. with the alligator dial, can't remember if it was an alligator or a crocodile, but with that thing was the first reduced to zero hit point event we had with Tana getting bit by the thing, um, reduced uh, yeah. to zero hit points. <coughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go on. So after that, we discovered that um, the king had perished while we were in there. Uh, we interrogated Gajoran a little bit. Um, Got some, uh, got a brooch from the queen, likely from the queen, and a couple other uh, plot items. Uh, came out, torched a place. <laughs> torched the place. I mean, Set it, it, on it, it It was
0: convenient because when you stepped out, it was it, the city was
2: in riot. Yeah, and so we rescued a uh, nobleman
0: from the mob. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, do you have his name recorded somewhere? I think it was Amen
4: gelento Yeah,
0: that's good. Um, you couldn't, I have a fantastic sta- memory. You couldn't go stay at his house, but Almond, it is important that you saved him.
1: Almond gelato? I'm <laughs> <laughs> yes. Almond gelato. That's how you
4: could tell he's noble. He it. gave us a gold <laughs> ring
2: worth 250 gold. Uh, sure. As thank you for saving his life. And um, we, we ended up taking a brooch to the queen uh, and collecting a reward. And due to our extreme efficiency. She suggested that we work with um, the captain of the Corvosan Guard and bade us to travel to the Citadel and seek out employment there. Yes.
0: So you went to the Citadel, met Cressida. Uh, gosh, what's her last name? Croft. I can't remember her Croft. Name. Croft. Croft, yes. Like Lara. Lara Croft, the Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she got you to go on a mission to... Um, Help wrangle a renegade guard. Yep. Chris, All the world remember
3: Yeah, something Van Kasker can. I can't Yeah, Varick. Varick We Kasker. kept
0: calling him Varric because I don't think I can say the last name the same twice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, well, it turned out that the guy was kind of a stand-up guy, but the guys working for him were running some uh, cannibalistic kind of like f- thing with uh, selling yeah. meat made out of people, some sort of like green action going on.
1: It's a good way to dispense bodies, though.
3: Yeah, of course. Um, and
0: you end up finding rings. They were and able stuff. to capture
3: him alive. I don't think yeah. he had any problems and yeah. took him back to uh, the rest of the... Even no. though I felt, I felt bad because he's kind of, uh, I don't know. To me, he's like this uh, freedom fighter guy and he's not yeah. necessarily a bad dude.
0: You know, that's actually a good way to put it. He just didn't care for the queen right. and he didn't like that the guard was still hanging out and doing stuff for the queen. So he kind of took it upon himself to do something a little different.
1: And we did pick up a couple more baubles while at the butcher shop, including that ring Bethel and ring. a dagger, correct? Correct.
0: The silver dagger. As, as, far silver as, dagger. As, uh, as far as 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 far actual loot, um, yeah, the ring was there. Um, stuff that didn't have a gold piece number associated with it, the silver dagger was there. Uh, and, of course, bringing Varric to, back to Cressida for her to try and get him back on the right side of the law without killing him without killing him Man, that, I, that's God. a plus that is it a is plus. a huge
2: plus especially uh-huh.
0: among the murder hobos that we are yeah. but he's not a bad guy I mean, <laughs> you know i think it's just what it is, a little yeah. you, you guys have had a place to stay here so you're not hoboing it. That's yeah, uh, true. So maybe not some murder murder professionals, murder, murder professionals. Yeah, there it is, yeah. Murder professionals. <laughs> you're, you're not, strictly business. You're more like harassment transients. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, was it on the way back that we got attacked by the garbage monster? I can't uh, remember where, where
0: the I want to say, let's say it was. Yeah, it's, it sounds good enough. I think
3: it was after we dropped them off. Then we. Yeah,
0: were, and, and I kind of went back remember. in time to say, yeah. uh, we want to have this level three encounter with the garbage monster, yeah. Mickey. What was that one? You remember beating up the garbage? I monster.
1: do remember beating up the di- well. That was know, after Trinia's Trinia, war. Anyway.
0: Uh, it was before Trinia. The garbage oh, yeah. monster was right before.
1: Yep. It just kind of opened the ground, opened up, and it was. Causing a ruckus, so we mm-hmm. had to handle that. Could
0: you describe the ruckus, sir?
1: <laughs> it was a ruckus. <laughs>
0: uh, breakfast club reference. Yes. Oh, okay. um, it was chewing on a commoner that you guys saved.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. Remember that? Almond gelato? Almo- yeah. No, it wasn't almond gelato. <laughs> it, <wasn't him. laughs> it was mint chip. Mint chip. chip. Um, a couple was- of people got grappled in that particular adventure
0: uh, Chrispple yeah, yeah. well, yeah. pretty the whole fight, yeah. yeah, he was slammed down <laughs> on the street several Repeatedly. times however, he was strong enough or constitutionally uh strong enough to handle it
4: yeah. i 'd also like to just mention that in my mind, the garbage monster was like the Cthulhu aliens from the Simpsons Halloween episodes, and they were ah. just grabbing me and, like, yes, with their alien
0: bubble heads on, yeah. I believe that Kane and kodos yeah it's yeah it'll work
1: yeah. Yeah. well done <laughs> I know these. Out things. of the resources wow. of the Wow, Jesus!
4: <laughs> he <can't>, he's never <laughs> hey, heard Despacito, a- but he remembers <laughs> those Cthulhu aliens. But those, <laughs>
1: <good> those <laughs> are
0: those are twenty year old reference. It's I get that. Sweet Lord, Lord.
1: It's right. true. God, you're old. All right, move. <laughs> <back>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I don't know that song. Exposito, <laughs> like Neil Proposito, whatever it is. I don't know that one. But um, so, cr- Crimson Pantalones. I heard it won some Grammys though. There was a lot of twerking. <laughs> Is it twerking or daggering? <laughs> well, I don't both. know. It depends <laughs> on
1: who's doing it.
0: So, we, all right, so, we're almost so we finished off the garbage monster.
1: Yeah, well, it, it ran off.
0: We took out the trash. Yes. It,
1: ooh. Ooh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> it ran away Thanks. in fear. It, did.
0: it went back down <laughs> it so did. it could eat garbage and uh, heal back up. to the recesses. Uh, and that's when you were sent off uh, by Cressida to properly question Trinia because the Queen had named uh, Trinia, who is a local artist, who had been painting Not quite uh, portrait. We, well. we, we've got blackmail material. Oh, gosh. That was before the garbage monster. That's what was before the garbage monster. Yeah. So, JJ, tell us about the blackmail stuff.
2: So, the blackmail stuff, um, we, uh, Cressida, had us um, seek out some blackmail material for an ambassador who was getting a little bit uppity. The Chalaxian and, ambassador, correct? was that? Was Cheliax. Cheliax. It
0: is Chelin... Or some Chely- chelish. chelish. Some chelish. If, if you're from Chelliax, you're Chellish. Don't be Chellish. Not Don't be
1: Chellish of oh. my boogie. Oh.
0: Go ahead. <laughs> There's another Grammy. There you go. Um, Up the charts. So we, we, we went
2: over there, and uh, you know, Crispin, he got a little bit of uh, a... Little, Little hands on partaked <laughs> of the the local delights but a did. little bit.
1: He, he inhaled.
2: <laughs> he did. He, he, <laughs> he did the way we roll.
1: Yeah. So all of um,
3: all X has a Me Too thing going on now because <laughs> of the Crispin. <Brisbane.
2: laughs> yes. wow. So from there we, we actually went in and we um the hype man, you know, entered in first and uh he, he set the mood, you know. Uh You were the Hype at, man. Yeah, exactly. Ashley Morgan stepped in and um he he got he got he got the place riled up and uh, and it was all to gain the favor of the king of spiders.
1: King of spiders. Um, yeah.
2: And long the story short, underworld. Boss. After after Crispin did beat the reigning champion, uh, the king of spiders was them. very amenable to working with us, and oh,
0: yeah. uh, handed was. us the blackmail information. Pretty much. Yeah, you guys just had to pay a nominal fee, and Mm -hmm. off it went. Now, just as a note where, Mickey, you said, um, I think you said he was disorganized or something. Chris
1: said he was disorganized earlier.
0: But I want to point out... In in that respect, ju- just as a clarification, because this may matter later, Eel's End, the actual place where all the gambling and, and uh, there's probably prostitution, there's definitely drugs, everything's everything. going on. This is the seedy part of town. It is actually the one spot that the riots didn't reach because this guy does maintain order and organization in his spot insofar as it is, as it is Good criminal for underground that never actually hits uh, uh, any laws that could hurt them. Yeah. But they are, in, in many ways, very organized. Okay. But only insofar as you know, criminally organized. criminally organized. Criminal organization, the as it were. It's the mob. Yeah. But I don't want to give the impression that the place was uh, uh, messy, because nope. it wasn't. Um, so we got that, brought that information back to, to Cressida, who, um, I, want, I can't remember, she, I thought she handed it off to somebody as well. Either way, they have that information. And then we went after Trinia. Now, the the deal with Trinia is the... um, She was painting the king. Yeah, she was doing portraits of the king. And the queen apparently said that she was the assassin because she was coming there and steadily poisoning the king. And the king ended up dying. She's been named as the assassin, and people were out looking for her. Cressida told you guys that she didn't believe it, and she'd like to get Trinia questioned properly rather than just brought in and um, put to death
2: well that we are also worried about uh mob rule yeah you know kind of taking action on it tortures and pitchforks
1: is that where we met van carlo Van Carlo.
0: so you (laughs) had already met him he was the one that walked you to eel's end Uh, so that's a good point mickey and uh but after getting trinia you dropped her off at a safe house where van carlo was so the twice that you met up with him Um, the chase for getting Trinia was a rooftop chase uh, among catwalks and clotheslines and um, all kinds of stuff that you guys ended up being able to catch her brought her in. And as we finished up the last episode, there were rumors of, um, I I should say an announcement from the castle that the assassin had been caught. Yet it is clear that um, they're not talking about you guys capturing them because they said that the castle caught them and it wasn't the castle it was you guys um in that way it is pretty clear that uh they're just making an announcement perhaps to appease the general population or something going on there
1: could they have i don't remember so was the timing of it that was was suspicious they couldn't have known within the time allotted that she had actually been captured
0: yeah that, that's probably the easiest way to differentiate it. I just want to make sure it's clear that they're not talking about you guys capturing Trinia. They're talking about something different. Could they it, got a patsy. Could it yeah, possibly, possibly be that they the they, real assassin? That's yeah. a good point, too, yeah.
1: That's, yeah, that's what I was wondering. So yeah. could it be that they found someone that they'll just pass off See, as I, Trinia? See, I think,
2: probably I think it's just that uh, the queen is jealous of the painter's beauty because we do know that this painter is absolutely gorgeous.
1: So we've got like a Snow White step. Evil stepmother situation. I don't know. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the greatest painter of all?
2: Fair, fairest.
1: I know. <laughs> fairest
0: but person, not um, over the next day, the the mood kind of calms down more in Corvosa. So where it, it was anarchy, then it was riotous. Now things have calmed down. Um,
1: it's just seething anger.
0: They. I mean, uh, all right. So during during the recent mob fervor and riots around the queen's announcement that the king was assassinated there was a group of thugs that took the opportunity to um, to use the unrest to fuel their own goods, uh, their own agenda. I mean, they in, and Kurt may know some of this with knowing the um, the uh, world Gal- Galad- Galarian Galarian, damn it. Galadria is what a gonna- <laughs> completely different world <laughs> Totally different. Wow um, The Corvoza, Corvozans and the Shanti have had um, tensions between them for 300 years since Corvoza was founded. However, over the last um, maybe 100 years, there has uh, been a specifically a, a, an attempt by the Shanti to level or, or to ease the tension between the Shanti and the Corvozans. Hmm. A lot of that has been led by a, uh, a, a very old uh, shaman who leads the Shanti, the local, call it the local clan. I think they use the word clan in here. And his name is Thousand Bones.
1: Is there a picture?
0: There is a picture. This is the little one right here. It looks like, for all intents and purposes, like a stereotypical <coughs> shaman... <laughs> of kind of wrinkly old, his eyes are actually white in the picture, which is interesting.
3: Yeah, the stereotypical Indian, you know, yeah, South American. Exactly,
0: there you go. <coughs> he might as well be on a little stepped pyramid somewhere yep. doing some kind of ritual. Cutting the up um, So the next time, uh, well, well, let's put it this way. You guys take a couple of days, you sort everything out. So any hit points you were down, recover them, spells, make sure you pick the ones you want to go out on an adventure. Because you're about to. And the next time you he go to vi- visit thing. Cressida, oh, here, here it actually says Field Marshal Cressida Croft. Yeah, okay. So Field Marshal is correct. Um, but the next time you go see her, on the way there, some of the guards in the Citadel, um, the Citadel's name, by the way, is Voshinek, which is why we haven't been saying it.
4: Um, the Citadel works for me. Yeah. You,
0: exactly. The Uh The You hear guards um, kind of talking to each other about um, uh, the unrest, the most recent unrest between the Shanti and the Corvosans. And one of them mentions something about how one of those Shanti kids went and got himself killed. Now, the rest of them are all worked up. If it's not one riot about to erupt, it's another. But... Uh, field marshal cross in her office now trying to talk some sense into the Shanti ambassador in fact she mentioned if we saw you we should send you her way you beating beat me you guys because you're walking together right now for whatever oh well, yeah moment. we're definitely walking I yeah mean. you're probably practicing Nazis in the street <laughs> <We're> skipping
2: <laughs> all right well, um we'll, we'll we'll go and
0: uh meet up with Cressida. okay when you enter her office With her is an elderly, shanty man of 60 winters, which I think just means he's 60 years years old. old. Unless winter happens more than once a year, in which case he could be much older. Oh, winter's coming. He's about 30. Yeah. Yeah. And I have already asked Chris to read his dialogue because it specifically says the old shaman speaks with a deep voice, his words carefully chosen, but delivered with a barely restrained anger, which is pretty much how Chris lives.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Barely restrained anger.
0: (laughs) He's going to take a swig of whatever's in that cup. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That pisses him off when someone says that. So, yeah, go for it, Chris. Let's read his dialogue. My people have
3: worked hard to understand those who dwell in Corvosa, yet it seems each day we see new examples of how the city's people work just as hard to foster old hatreds. My grandson is dead, beaten to death by cowards in your city street. I do not blame you, yet Gakin is still dead, and my son and his kin are not so forgiving as I. The wish to return to the Chowonkwa in the Cinderlands to join with the Sklarqua and the rally to war against Corvosa this would be disastrous for both our peoples. Amends must be made. Our ways are not, your, uh, not as yours. If a body does not go to the hole to the fires of the ancestors, the smoke of the warrior's spirit cannot rise to the great sky. If I could send Gakin's body to the great sky with honor and dignity, his father and brothers would listen to me and stay their wrath. The talks of peace between my people and yours could continue. But he was just not murdered. His body was taken from the scene of his death, "'sold by a peddler of corpses to a necromancer known as the Rolf, "'a criminal to both our peoples. "'I have spoken with the spirits, and they have revealed to me "'that Gacken's body has been taken to a place below the city's graveyard, "'a place the spirits call the Dead Warrens. "'With this knowledge, I could surely lead a group of my finest warriors "'into your graveyard to retrieve Gacken's body, "'but this would be seen as an act of aggression by your people. "'No, it falls to you to make amends for what has been done.' You must bring Gacken's body, lest we be forced to recover him ourselves. And although it pains my heart to say it, we will not be gentle if it comes to this.
0: He then rises slowly, nods curtly to Cressida, and leaves the room to return to his people and await the delivery of his grandson's body. So basically, mic
3: drop. You mic have drop. Been
0: warned. <sighs> so somebody named Rolf, apparently, who's a necromancer, Rolf. R o l t h. Rolf. Roll. <laughs> off. Really, roths off your tongue.
4: So that letter that we were just reading about the grandson was from whom? That was, no, that was,
0: that was actually the shaman speaking.
4: That was Thousand Bones? <clears throat> yeah, that was him. Yeah.
0: Sounds a lot like Chris. Talking about his totally. grandson? Yes, it is his grandson that was uh, murdered, murdered and taken from the scene of the murder and oh, given yeah. to, um, uh, or sold the this to world a necromancer. Dude, which, you yeah, know, no and point their, in it. Can't yeah, be good. Their yeah. rituals, the Shanti rituals require that the body be burned whole in order for them to rise to the great sky. I think it was, yeah, the yeah. great yeah. sky. Um, so, Cressida, uh, well, the mic drop, so, she, if you seem taken aback by the mic drop, <laughs> she assures you that that's just the way he is. No problem.
1: That's just how he is.
0: Um, but she agrees with his assessment. Apparently, somebody, uh, tied to Corvosa needs to find the dead Shanti's body and return it to his people as a gesture of goodwill. If you can help, there will be another, uh a thousand gold piece reward in it for you if you can help with this. And if you can, I'd like you to begin immediately. So I don't know too much about the background, but I do know, like,
4: the Chelaxian Empire at one point, which is south of where we are, south of Corvosa, Those pe- the people who would become the Corvotians kind of drove north and fought for, like, decades with the Shanti, and so the Shanti viewed them as colonizers, basically. Um, so that's kind of the... Source of this tension, okay. And the Corvosans view them as kind of barbarians who belong belong yeah. up in the north, not in with them.
0: It's good that you say that because that's actually how they describe it in the beginning of the the event. So that works. What's
4: it's the cool. grandson's name? Gaken. It is spelled
0: G A E K H E N.
3: Gaken. or yeah,
0: you said Gaken. Gaiken. Gherkin. Gherkin.
3: Yeah. Jerkin The Gherkin. Herkin,
0: Jerkin. Sweet baby Gherkin. I basically, we need to find. We need to
3: get some intel on. This yeah, Rolfe guy. In, you know, okay. before, before It looks like they're going to give us some time, but if we don't have it in time, they're going to well, come here's the bust it in the hey, door. There,
0: there are specifics here if you have questions for Cressida. And if you want to know who <laughs> Rolfe is, she actually has some information on who Rolfe
1: is. Oh, wow. Something so that, useful. That yes. Holy Um
0: God. She pulls out the dossier. <laughs> <laughs> the Scroll. Open up the book. Dust poofs out <laughs> from it. Ah, Rolf Lamb has long been a thorn in my side. Wait, is he related to
4: Gator Lamb? Yeah, I'm thinking. Um,
0: yeah, that that's like in seven sentences, yes. Okay. But yes, he is. Um, so he's a failed... Uh, um, a failed student. He's a monster of a man who was expelled after the true nature of experiment. his experiments were revealed. He was butchering vagrants, stray animals, and anything else he could get his hands on this to show. try and build some sort of golem from their collected parts. As a as a note here, who says golem? Who says golem? Anyone? Golem. 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 I say golem. golem. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, okay, you're, look, you're already outnumbered. Him. That's fine. I'll keep saying golem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can
3: go either way with that one. Golem, golem.
0: Golem. Uh, But the Academy didn't press charges because it didn't want to cause a scene. It just quietly expelled him, and he's been trouble ever since. Um, Personally, I suspect he's responsible for a large number of additional murders over the past decade, each involving mutilation to the body, but he's a slippery one, and I've never been able to find any evidence against him. He may or may not be in the dead warrants, but anything you can find there that could lead to his arrest would be greatly appreciated. And now... Did you express any shock in hearing the last name? <laughs> because she does well. I'll just yes, it but the no. He, he oh, he's a no. douchebag. Okay, uh, I guess it makes sense. he must be a lamb. <laughs> <laughs> but he is definitely the only surviving son of the local crime lord Gaidrin Lamb, um, who uh, has recently gone silent. I don't remember if you guys talked to her about Lamb, but she's mentioning how she hasn't heard anything from Gadron <laughs> Lamb in well, a little while now. There's a strange.
3: Well,
2: oh, yeah. I'll totally do. Uh, you know a. Uh, He's been taken care of, wink, wink.
0: Ah, so <laughs> congratulations and of. thank you for dealing with one of the city's most notorious thugs. But, but I'm sorry, I can't, be I can't reward <laughs> you for that task since uh, I can't damn. condone vigilante. Trust me, his death was worn, w- reward enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. <laughs> but be careful if Rolf knows that you had a hand in Gadron's fate. You know what? That may be a problem. It might, I can't. Yeah, I can't
3: wait. Bring
0: it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bring it.
3: Oh, it's in. already oh, been brought. <laughs> <laughs> Onto it's the a, cheerleader stuff again. T-
0: brought in. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Ooh.
3: So, has she got anything else on? She just. She th- Not him.
0: That's that's it for Rolf. Uh, He's kicked out of the uh, you know magic academy.
3: So, any more information on the academy dead, dead Warrens?
0: The dead warrens? What are the dead warrens? They're Corvoza's graveyards in the Gray District. Um, they're riddled with underground chambers. Some of them are uh, burrowed by ghouls or other monsters. Um, other remnants of, others are remnants of ancient shanti burial grounds. Some of the warrens are patrolled and kept clear of monsters by the Church of Pharasma, which is, I think, the first mention of this uh, may or may not be important later. Yet the Grey District is a large place, and the tunnels below are vast and tangled. The Phrasmins focus on containing the problems with undead and necromancers, but as soon as they wipe one out, it seems two are ready to take their place. The problem's particularly vexing in Potter's Ward, where the bodies of the poor and homeless are buried. According to Thousand Bones, the dead warrens were one of his people's burial vaults. You can find the dead warrens in the chambers that lie under Potter's Ward. Which might be on the map if we have that, but either way, it's uh, it's part of the uh, Gray District.
3: Do we want to talk to these guys, the Fresman clerics or anything? For some no. help? No. No. <laughs> I'll tell you, no. They're, they're, they're on vacation? They're not here <laughs> okay, well, just, anywhere. it no. <laughs> be nice to have some undead kind of
4: help, go, you know. <laughs>
0: so you're, just saying. you got a wizard. <laughs> the Grey
4: District was mentioned in the letter from Thousand Bones. That's where we got that info.
0: He didn't have a letter. He, just, he, was, just saying, a he was, saying was saying the, the words. Dialogue. Dialogue. <laughs> but, um, uh, I don't remember if he mentioned the Grey yeah, District. Oh, he grabbed
3: the Dead Warrens. The Dead warrants.
0: Warrens, right. yes. The Dead Warrens is where he believes his grandson's body has been gone to because the body was taken from the scene, sold by a peddler of corpses to a necromancer named Rolf. And uh He's spoken with the spirits, and the spirits have revealed that Gakin's body has been taken to the dead Warrens. How so does he has to believe the, the spirits. And that's
4: in the Gray District, is that correct? Yeah, the Gray
0: District, know. and you have to look in the chambers that lie under Potter's Ward. Got it. Yeah, I don't have it specifically on a map or, or noted on a map here. So, yeah. Chris, I couldn't help you where to look on it. But um, if you can find her. the gray district, it should be there. Yeah. Uh, and she also tells you that they were able to take the, um, the man who sold Gakin's body to Roth into custody, <laughs> and he's a simpleton uh, named El He spilled everything when they told him what was going on. And he knew how much trouble he was in. In any event, he delivered the body via a wheelbarrow to a partially collapsed mausoleum deep in Potter's Ward near the southern edge. And there's a toppled and headless statue of a sword-wielding gargoyle laying in the dirt near that entrance. So he gives you some landmarks to yeah, go I by. I think it's his
3: bottom area. It just says gray. That, that could be th- yeah. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's <laughs> like a graveyard. So.
0: <clears throat> So, essentially, you get the information on how to get there, so you don't have to go on any scouting missions or anything. Um, So, the Gray
2: District has four wards. The Gold Ward, the Everyman Ward, the Potter's Ward, and a Sepulcher's Ward. If it gives
0: you kind of the areas, then based on that map, wherever Potter's Ward is is where you're headed. So, So what we have here... uh, Oh, the last thing... In order to be able to identify him, because um, it is likely that the necromancer may be doing the same thing to him that he has done with other bodies, in order to be able to uh, identify him, Uh, Gakin was about 18 years old, with short brown hair and a distinctive scar from a fire pelt's claw on his left cheek. Furthermore, he had several large and distinctive Shanti tribal tattoos on his arms and torso
3: we need to hope that this guy's still in one piece. Yeah.
0: So between or the between the his identifying yeah, right. marks and the idea that there, uh, there's unlikely to be any other freshly killed Shanti down right. there, you might be able to find out who he is. Um, all right, I've I have got need to change a spell. Yeah, you guys go ahead and put together your uh your plan. Um Turn equipments dead. uh equipments, I Don't have that yet. Um mm. you guys have money? I don't know if you want to make a quick stop by his to get some healing potions or anything that if you don't already have them, any other kind of stuff, knowing that you're we about to bought
2: a bunch of healing potions last time. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I'd like to well, buy a knowing po- knowing you're about to head to where a it's necromancer is known to be. Whatever you might want to bring along with that with you for that trip.
4: I'd like to get a potion of
0: ass whooping. That's for sure, <laughs> can I get it now? Hold on, can of ass, you, that's, ass whooping? That's, to that's go a thrown weapon, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're range, not going to drink that. range attacks, <laughs> right? Can I get it. Can of whoop ass. A can yes. of whoop ass to go. Mhm. <laughs> because you drink it, what happens? You just start kicking your own ass. <laughs> I
1: mean,
0: I'm just a whirlwind. <laughs> it's
1: a whirlwind of ass kicking.
0: <laughs> but that would actually be kind of a cool thrown weapon. So I never play. Get you in the back. Fighters or barbarians? <laughs> the ass. Straight in the ass. It's the ass potion.
4: I never play fighters or barbarians, which is, of course, why the character was made for me. So I'm just assuming that I don't ever have to buy anything special and I just swing and hit things. Yeah. yeah pretty much but maybe is, so. you
0: want a different looking weapon or, you know, some kind wow. of special shoes. Like we, we talked about in the, one of the last episodes, Chris's character, Greg, got the uh, boots that let him get through difficult terrain, which when difficult terrain came up, we said, eh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> because it didn't for that. That's Did how we you roll. mute your mic? Okay.
2: Um, you said something I didn't hear. I, I wouldn't fine. mind stopping by a, uh, a temple to pick up some holy water.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's probably... Now, as far as a weapon, just make sure we know what that does. If you're um, going to use it, it, it as a weapon.
2: It is 25 gold and mm-hmm. deals 2-6 splash damage in a yeah. 20-foot
0: radius. Uh, to undead? Yeah. To oh. undead Radiant. and fiends. Okay. Sure. You got it? Found them. Um, yeah, so just make sure you know those things and mark off the money. Um what so else we got?
4: My axe is probably not awesome but against skeletons. Maybe I need a club.
1: Yeah. Something more slashing, of a right? bludgeoning weapon, yeah.
2: Maybe 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 Hulk. Smash. Can we stop by a, a uh I, well, actually did while you say while we Hulk we're, Smash? I did while, while we're at the um
0: temple, um which temple will we be at? Honestly, I'm not sure which one might be right nearby, but okay. Pick uh, just pick the name of a deity that you want. Uh
2: Bahamut then, I guess. Sure, I don't know. Why not? Bahamut in No, but, but we're what, playing what the I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I just want to basically ask a, a cleric, deity. you know, just what what preparation deity. should we make to, for fighting undead?
0: Well, holy waters a good idea. I'm bringing a cleric with you'd be a good idea. Um, can we hire any a cleric? Kind of turning undead. Um, is it right like one eight hundred cleric. Right now, I would say it would probably take more time than you have to, to recruit somebody. How long
4: does it take to become a cleric? I'm pretty smart. <laughs> I only have minus one to intelligence. I'm sure I could learn. Totally. Oh, bless his heart. Is he like this all the time? <laughs> all
1: the
0: time.
3: <laughs> I mean. Oh wait, no. I'm supposed would to would be Would nice. it be better for us to have different weapons though? Because well, the guy with like, piercing you know? is kind of you know. Should I go for something that has, has slashing? Um, and or?
0: you know the, the funny part is, I was just going to look at that. I honestly can't remember. If that's true in 5th edition at yeah. low levels or not. So it makes sense in our heads, yes. But I'm not sure that uh, Skeleton... I'm going to flip my axe sideways and hit him broadside like a club.
4: Right, if I have a rapier, I'm going
3: to have to get like, a longsword or something.
0: So if I just look at skeleton... Nice. All right, so the way it works, uh, level... Um, uh, well, a CR one-quarter skeleton in 5th edition has a vulnerability to bludgeoning, but no resistances. So you're still going to do normal damage right, with a sword. Or that's good rain enough. Or whatever. Good enough. Right. But they do have the vulnerability. And I don't even know if there will be a skeleton, but that gives you the idea. I don't I'll think bludgeon
4: him with much. my biceps! Yeah. Yeah. Totally Yeah. Well. <laughs> Joe does not find Crispin humorous today. (laughs) No, I
0: I do. I'm just trying to be ready for when you guys actually do have to fight something because I have to Um, kind of read. Can
2: can we get a uh, from the from the cleric? uh, Would would you mind scribing like a scroll of some
0: kind of spell that our wizard could cast? Uh, what can the wizard can the wizard cast? Bless or guidance or bless would. I was gonna say how long
3: does bless last for?
0: But if, it, if the wizard can't mm-hmm. cast it, then... no. Nope. But a scroll, no. it, you can still... Uh, doesn't it have to be from a school you know?
2: Yeah, I think so. In order to Can thieves it, do scrolls? But barge can.
0: But see, it used to be... Gosh, I am so used to the old rules. It used to be use magic item. Yeah. That yeah. skill doesn't exist anymore. So... Oh, crap. Tell you what. Let's do it this way because I think it'll be fun. Mm, yes, you can have the scroll when you go to roll it. You will have a DC of the spell's level plus 10 to cast it successfully. Okay. So if it's a level 1 spell, then we'll do a DC 11 to cast it successfully. If you don't cast it successfully, then the scroll will just disappear anyway. Yeah, it'll just poof. And if you happen to roll a 1, we'll see what the critical fail card says. (laughs) But let's play it that way. So if you want to, and we're going to do this as it will be one thousand gold piece per level of spell as a donation to the church. One thousand
4: per level, or even a protection. That's from a lot evil of gold be to be good Or thousand yeah. per
0: level. In order to get this done quickly, you'll need to make a substantial donation to the church of thousand gold maybe, piece per level of the spell.
3: Protection from evil, and just pick undead. Is it the evil? Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I realized so when done. I was I preparing know. yesterday,
4: as I 500 do, five hundred for a cantrip. <laughs> as I do for every game. Yeah. Uh, that my character has a trait uh if halfling trait it. of lucky lucky on a ah, roll of a one on you, any attack save or ability I check i get to reroll
0: that. yep that's pretty cool yeah they, they it's, it's for coming up short everywhere else you, <laughs> you guys, Whoa! did you so, call me so short we've had no, this discussion no. <laughs> before <laughs> <laughs> i'm long where it matters my friend his oh mind. my goodness <laughs> um so, yeah, if, no you if you want the spell, whatever the level is, deduct 1,000 gold per level, 500 for cantrips. We'll get that. Make sure you say you have it before we get started, because we're about to get started. And um, you're going to find your way there. So I'll give you a little bit of... We have uh, rope,
4: right? Someone has rope? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'll give you a little bit of words to go along with this. It isn't flavor text um, or narrative. So I'm just going to pick stuff out of here that I think is important for you guys to know. So Corvoza's vast graveyard, which is a region known as the gray district is a mournful place. Even by day, uh, the district alone is alone in being a place of quiet and calm in the face of the civil unrest. So it's almost like you're walking into a, a veil of silence as you approach the gray district. Uh, you know you, you hear a bird or a cricket or something every now and then depending on the time of day but there is very little sound made by humans or any other uh, uh, biped in the area the um, as you approach Potter's Ward the feeling becomes even more ominous even the, the little bits of nature sounds that you heard vanish and it's just a silence a little bit of wind here or there a, a puff of dust blowing up from a grave uh, and this is um, Potter's Ward is the final resting ground for Corvo- Corvosa's poor and homeless. It is the the dregs of the cemetery. This is where the um, the lowest class folks, unfortunately, are laid to bury. Um, dirt stretch mounds of of unmarked dirt stretch far and wide. Uh, like the sites of mass graves and crumbling mausoleums from years ago, abandoned by their families as the gray dif- district expanded to the west. They dot the bleak landscape, and everything seems forgotten and empty here. Uh, so you find that uh, thing I described earlier. Uh, as you walk around a little bit, you do find a toppled statue of a gargoyle wielding a sword, and that you found the entrance to the dead warrens. It is stairs that go down. Uh, and let me just make sure that I am going to, excuse me, pick the right things in the right spots. It's, um, all of the dead warrens are dimly lit by patches of eerily glowing mold that fills the chambers with a cold blue light. I don't think anybody has any problems in dim light overall, so I think no. we're good there. But just as a note, there's this kind of eerie blue light the entire time by the patches of mold throughout. Um, the air is musty and damp, stinking of rotting flesh always in the background. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Uh, okay. Time of day that we decide to go to this? It, we'll just say it's midday yeah. because it's going to be underground. You guys right are yeah, heading right underground yeah. here. Gotcha. Um I'll kind of leave it up to you guys, but this is going to be a dungeon crawl. If you want to grab the whiteboard and kind of make yourself a little map as we go, it might be helpful. Um, I don't have a printed map to hand you guys, so that that doesn't help here. Yeah, a piece of paper. Yeah, however you want to do it, just to give you an idea.
3: Got the hex paper.
0: um, (laughs) Yeah, as we go, I'll describe the room, tell you a little bit of what to, to draw. And then we'll just keep a map going that's at least close to what I've got as the, uh, the actual map. So you're going to go downstairs. You're right, you're right, did you? I got it. The, um, the entrance itself is a uh, uh, 10 feet wide entrance. The ceilings are, um, they vary at a relatively constant six to six and a half feet uh, as we go throughout here. So whenever you want to know about the height of the ceilings, if it changes, I'll tell you. Um, It might seem a bit claustrophobic for some taller people, but other than that, everyone like if you happen to have any short halflings in the group, they'll probably be fine. Quick question, (laughs) uh, for for
2: for scaling purposes, are we coming in on the top left, top right,
0: bottom left, bottom right of the map for scaling purposes? Just to make it easy, I will show you this quickly. If I can, I can. You are coming in here. Okay, perfect. Okay good, good so job that's a, actually the spot already <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> um so yeah the, the northwest corner but the north part of that corner yep. 10 feet wide and you're going about 30 feet ahead before it opens up into a chamber that chamber itself This is a large room supported by four wide pillars of stone. The ceiling above arches into a dome nearly 20 feet high. The walls are lined with skeletons caked into the mud, adult human bones mostly, but here and there smaller bones might be from halflings or perhaps children. 15-foot square pits sit to the east and west, each filled with a large heap of hundreds of bones. And to the south, a crude hole has been gouged out of the wall, providing access to a tunnel. So here you want a room that just make a big square. Actually, the circle is fine. And then on the right and left sides of it are these two pits that have bones in them. And they kind of go outside of the room. So they're like two attached 15 by 15 rooms mm-hmm. and then as you have it there to the south is an exit from the room in the middle are the four pillars you have that
3: how's the lighting um, in the room
0: dimly lit by blue patches of moss okay. or uh, did it say mold actually oh. the, the description was mold, moss mold I guess probably doesn't make much of a difference um, and here uh, well first let me see. Uh, who, what's a marching order? Who's going first? You're, you're walking into a dungeon. You're an adventuring party now, I think, officially. What's Who's your marching order? first? Okay. And did we change first. any numbers up there like we were going to? I, I don't think to. So. Until so. we, so we go I don't to six,
3: I don't think we have to. Correct.
0: Okay. Well, uh, Kurt had mentioned he had changed stuff with his. I thought I had, but I'm okay. But no? All right, good. Um, Actually,
4: my passive perception is twelve, not thirteen. But other than that, I'm good.
0: Okay. Uh, tell you what, let's do this. Um, who are the first two people? So we have Chris and Ashley. Give me, both of you, give me perception checks, please. Woo. Oh, <laughs> a two on the die. A two on the die. Good. A two on the die. Fantastic. High five. So, I'm looking over his head,
3: though, so maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, no. Um, because you might be watching for something coming behind you. No. So yeah, your passive perception. You I totally
3: do. Or I'm watching yeah. Veritano.
0: What? What? <laughs> what? For, watching for something coming behind him. hey uh, uh By the way, Kurt, you're like, I'm, I'm going to keep making halfling jokes for some reason. Just... No, I won't come up short there, that's Look, for sure. Look, we can't make fun of anyone
4: in the real world anymore. It's fine if you have to discriminate against the noble
0: people. <laughs> well, they're half noble. They're half <laughs> lives after all. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, <laughs> all right. So here we have, Um. I just want to make sure I get all of the things here. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, oh, no. Yada, yada, yada. Not the blah, blah, blahs. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, there's a lot of that.
1: Followed by the yada yada yada. All
0: right, so first, uh, we're going to. I draw to keep... my
4: sword and I target the first yada yada yada. We're
0: going to need to keep track of initiative.
2: I can do that as
4: well. Oh my go goodness. for
0: it! JJ is stepping up to the plate. It's like a plate. Sorry, but in Spanish. I know you don't get Spanish, Mickey. I know you don't get it. <laughs> they don't speak that in Haiti. <laughs> oh my goodness! It's uh, suitable that I rolled a twenty because I'm going first anyway. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, gosh. I like it
0: when you waste your twenties on initiative. <laughs> that's <right>. Me too. <laughs> but the thing is, I got a surprise round, so I'm going to go Enough. all of the bad guys, and then one of them gets to go again too. Mm. That's uh, nice. that's so for me, Jaden, if you would write twenty the and end six, of the it could be. <clears throat> they're easy monsters for these four third level characters. However, with the f- surprise round, they're all going to get to go first. Um, so you guys all roll initiative, please. Because that'll have that will make Go. a difference in the second round. I have ten total. Anybody. anybody? Bueller, Bueller. Bueller.
1: Fifteen. 15? Oh yeah, if you're gonna keep track, you gotta write this shit down. You gotta write <laughs> it down, dog. What's up? Fifteen.
3: Eighteen.
0: <laughs> Eighteen. <laughs> 18. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Do we have all the numbers? We do. All right. As Crispin and Ashley reach the bottom of the stairs, some of the bones just kind of spring forth from the piles. Oh, wonderful. And from either side, where those two pits were, there are two human skeletons from each side. So four human skeletons pop up out of there and start to move towards you. And right from the middle, where there's a pile of bones, a, um, a large thing, actually there's a picture Um, I'll show you guys here. This thing pops up. It's actually an owlbear skeleton. Yes. So that pops up from the middle, and that's the thing that got a 20 on the die. So it's going to go to either Crispin or Ashley, whoever rolls lowest on a 20-sided die. I'll let you guys pick who gets hit.
2: I got a 9.
0: You got a 1. No, no, no,
4: wait. This is a bad dice. It's got multiple 1s on it. Oh,
0: that's a D10. No, it, it's not. Yes, it is. It's zero it, it, to it's nine. It's a D ten on a D twenty. Yeah, <laughs> it is, Kurt. Okay. Don't use that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, on D ten. On side <laughs> I can never get a twenty on this dice <laughs> ever. I thought it was just well, worn that, off. That might help with your initiative. Uh, that's funny. All right, <laughs> so you is can, this can, you can re-roll your initiative. You may if have you to re-roll. There's only one of those in that bucket. And he picked it. He did. Eighteen. All right. All right. So Ashley now, is getting wet. you want to re-roll your initiative? Uh, you had a sure. two. You could definitely have a better initiative. Uh, Nineteen there, there plus two. Twenty-one. All right. That's going to help. Um, all right. So the owl bear <laughs> Just for the
4: listeners at home, that doesn't look anything like a D10. <laughs> <with American laughs>
1: well,
0: power. it's a 20-sided it's die that yeah, exactly. just has the numbers, One, two, you know, zero to nine on it. Um, all right, so we're going to do this. As I was saying earlier, you guys are going to be rolling for defense rather than me rolling for attack. Um, Ashley, the owl bear skeleton is coming at you with two claws and a bite. So you tell me what your 13, defense is. F-
2: 18, and 8. Okay. So, so one, I need to add five to those. So 18, 23, and 13.
0: Okay, so the bite will hit you. The okay. two claws miss. The bite will hit. Um, the bite is. Uh, oh. I'll roll the damage because I can. The big one. I should have dice, but the big one is a D6. <laughs> um, that is seven points of damage for the bite. Where did he bite you? On the shoulder. Right, right on the shoulder. And then uh, the human skeletons. I'm just going to have two attack. Um, Crispin and two attack Ashley since they're coming from opposite sides. Mm-hmm. We go for that. So we roll a d20 and add our a- second a- number of AC? You got it. So you're rolling a d20 and add your AC minus 10, essentially, yes. Right, so I got 14 and 24. All right, so the... Uh- that was a critical fail for the whatever
2: it was that attacked him. Yeah, because I got 20 on the die. That would be a net 1 on yours. Okay.
0: So you get to... I have the critical fail deck. Pick a deck. I, I, I have You've the, got it. I have the fail the fail deck. So I will pick this card. And in the meantime, what was the what was the other number?
4: Twenty four and nineteen.
0: Yeah, eighteen or nineteen. Okay, so that one did not hit you. Let me just get this. I I had skeleton open and then I closed it. You right know why? Because. Um,
4: I'm a very dexterous little barbarian. I actually have danger sense. Do you? Gives me advantage on dex, saves against effects I can see, like traps and spells. I'm quick and nimble.
0: All right, so the skeleton is attacking you with a short sword, and that would be... All right, so technically its critical fail is its next two attacks will deal minimum damage. That's kind of a neat fail so it's when it can do a d6 plus two it will only do three points of damage on its next two attacks no it can't do any more than that that's kind of neat all right right. cool and for ashley the other two skeletons
2: okay all right that is a critical hit and so hold
0: on you rolled a one i rolled a one okay so then i have i have my own critical hit deck for gm's Oh okay. yeah, we're going to these game. Uh, what the heck were they again? Game masters toolbox uh, cards that I got in the, the what you call it, the dungeon crate subscription I had once upon a time.
2: The second is eighteen.
0: All right, so that one will miss, but the other one that is a critical hit deck for me. He's using the uh, slashing. That would be. You will deal one half damage on your melee attacks for the next 1d6 rounds. Three. You will do half damage for the next three rounds.
1: We're totally hobbled here.
0: That sucks. Totally. Okay. So now we start with regular initiative. Now, I had a 20 on my roll. You didn't have a 20, right?
4: Well, I had 19 plus 2.
0: Right. So the owlbear is still going to go first. Because I rolled a twenty, yes. I didn't even add an initiative Correct. modifier. I just, I, it was a natural twenty. So the owl bear will attack again. Will attack Ashley again. Same right. thing. Three attacks: two claws uh-huh. and a bite. They're all the same uh, number.
2: All right. So uh, twenty-one miss. Twenty-one miss and critical fail. You rolled a twenty. I rolled a twenty. Okay, dude. I like that. Nice.
4: Nine. It's
0: going well so far. All right. Now which one was it? This was the critical fail, Deck. Alright, so for the owl bear He's gonna bite this himself. is gonna be his bite. He bites one of <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna bite himself. Let's he breaks the tooth. Uh, <laughs> it's not that. it's not that. it's a melee attack. <laughs> if I do this right, yes, he bites his own foot. Did someone say that? Bites one of the
3: skeletons, yes, somebody else said. Uh,
0: um, Well, I'm just gonna make it that he misses you and goes face first into the wall. Oh, nice. Um, it says you you strike yourself in the foot, dealing maximum damage. I'm just going to have him run face first into the wall, suffering maximum damage. So I was like, dodge, there dodge, yep. duck and roll. So he's taking, you know what? I didn't even grab something to write with. Would someone please, uh, <laughs> and, and the, one of the little pads, please. I have mine here somewhere. I don't know where it right. is. GM failed this morning, apparently. Thank you, JJ. All right. So the Owl Bear. Got it. The Owl Bear is going to take... Max damage? The maximum Max for damage. him, yeah. Jeez. So he's going to take 10 Sweet. points. Whoa, that's a hard first, wall. F- face first into the wall. All right. Take what we can get. And we have the four skeletons. How's that wall taste? <laughs> now I think Crispin is up. Crispin. Finally. Crispin,
4: yes. Pew. All right. So he is uh, not going to rage yet because who knows how big this dungeon is. Uh, I do. You, you do. That's true. <laughs> He's just going to attack with
0: his two-handed battle axe. So you have two skeletons on you. Uh, yes. Can I swing it away? That I get to try to hit him. Only both? if you have cleave. I do not. So I will. Uh, it doesn't
4: matter which. Otherwise, one Otherwise,
0: cleave becomes a useless thing for everyone else.
4: Uh, pick one. I mean, you, yeah, go for it. I think mm-hmm. that's the six. Make numbers. That's a nine, I think. Yeah. So that will be a ten attack.
0: Ten? You missed. Bummer. Good gosh, man. Not a great start. No. And at level three, so you don't bad. get any extra attack or anything? Uh, no, I get that at level five. Okay. I
4: could have done... Oh, I should have done... Nah, no, that's all right. Who's up next?
3: Uh,
0: gregarious. Gregarious, yeah. Greg. So what's open? So you have an owl bear that has just bashed its face into the side of the uh, the cavern, the, oh, the entrance to where you are, and um, two skeletons on Ashley, two skeletons on Crispin. Look go for the owl bear. Okay? What you going to do? Going to rapier it. Rapier? <laughs> yeah, probably
3: not. Unless uh, it's like a, uh, It
0: doesn't have a high uh, AC. Well, then maybe a 14. 14 hits. Oh, yes. very nice, 14. very nice.
3: And I'll use one of my flourishes so I do a little bit extra damage.
0: Go for it. and Tell me how much.
3: Uh, well, I get to do the bardic inspiration die first to see how much extra damage. Oh, that's horrible. At least I got the dueling. So it's going to be total damage. Is? It's going to be eight. Eight. All right. And I will get the extra one point from this. We'll also go to my AC for next round.
0: Outstanding. That works. What is that mechanic?
3: That's uh, dueling, it's plus two on damage, and then I get extra damage for Defensive Flourish, which I get extra damage on the AC bonus for the next turn.
2: Cool. All right. Uh, now it is uh, Ashley. Um, he is going to, while the owlbear is gnawing on the skeleton wall, uh, he's going <laughs> to take out a flask and uh, dump some holly oil, on holy water on uh, the
0: owlbear. On the owlbear? Okay, go for it.
2: All right, that is a fifteen to hit. That will hit. All right,
0: seven damage, seven. and it is radiant. So it um, it kind of bubbles and sparkles, and the owl bear just kind of collapses in a heap on the ground. Okay, four skeletons left, or two? All four. All four. Well, owl bear skeleton is now no longer animated crumpled into a nasty, foul-smelling, radiant heat, a heap on the ground. Who's up next? I am. Tana, you got four skeletons.
1: Wand of magic missile.
0: Cool. Against and how many missiles do you have? And I have do you 19 want? left. So. Yeah, but how many shoot when you shoot?
1: Three.
0: So I believe you can choose right? your targets. Yep.
2: So you want to hit one
0: galgen one,
1: with one, for one? One for each. Let's, let's spread the love. That could help uh, it when the next person hits it. They what might is it? Just 1, d4 it one? 1?
0: one d4 plus one.
2: One d4 plus one. see, it. the thing is, as each <laughs> missile hits, you can choose a different target.
1: I spread it. Oh wow, that's <laughs> two. Two. So on the first two. one, okay. Next one gets a three. Three. And then the third one gets a four.
0: Four. All right. So each of the skeletons does get hit. Your magic missile hits. They uh, what light up for a moment. All right, and, and now the skeletons. The skeletons get to go. So we still have two on Ashley. We'll go with you first. Critical fail. Critical fail for them. So you're rolling twenties. I'm rolling twenties. Gosh, man.
2: And then um, a twenty for a critical. my defense on the second one. I think he's got a rigged die there. It's awesome. All right. They rolled a
0: one for me. I got
2: I got a critical fail myself.
0: So 13. on the um, on the one that first tried to hit you, when it spins, its um, leg snaps off below the knee, and it just starts hopping <laughs> there in place. <laughs> That's
2: humorous. Sounds oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh,
3: uh. <laughs> like no points will be awarded.
0: No, yeah, no points. <laughs> zero. Zero. I don't have any foxes to give. <laughs> um, and the other one, you had a 20. Not a natural 20, but... Not you. a natural 20, right, but so a 20. The other one misses you as well, and the other two skeletons are on Crispin. Back to me. So, Crispin, you defend yourself. Tell me what you got. We're oh. gonna die. Good oh, gosh, man. All right. <laughs> so this skeleton... You know, that's the same thing. I'm not doing the same thing. Unless these are really brittle skeletons. We'll do this instead. Um... Oh, you might be able to use this. When it swings at you, you are able to grab its sword without hurting yourself, and you're holding its sword. One end while it's still holding the other. So you might be able so. to do something with that. Okay. What I got is its weapon is stuck on a non-damaging part of the enemy or a nearby object. I want you so you just grab his sword when, it sw- when he swings it at you. Okay. So And the other one? So you rolled a 20, oh, what's the yep. other one? Uh, nine, 13 total. That one will hit you. You will finally be hit. All right. And this is a... Actually, the one whose sword you grabbed was the one that was going to do minimum damage anyway. This guy is going to do five. Cinco. Piercing damage. I don't know if it matters. It doesn't because you're not no, raging. I don't think it does. Yeah. And that that's the skeletons are done.
4: How, how would it matter if I was raging? If you were a totem ra- as well.
2: Yeah. If you were raging in totem, you would...
0: And
4: actually no, resistant.
2: You, but I'm resistant.
0: You'd be resistant
2: to yeah, be resistant uh, to all except. physical damage yeah. while raging.
0: So the whole idea of it being piercing wouldn't matter, but that it isn't magical would matter.
2: Right. Okay. Um, right. And then um, that is back to Crispin. Back to all right,
0: Crispin. You, now, you, what do you want to do with? You're holding a skeleton sword. Do you want to do something right? with that? Absolutely. Because make something up and let's see if we can do it. Um, i remember your idea of cleaving before maybe you can just lift the skeleton up by a sword and swing it into the other one yeah 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 it's something like that Uh, damage them both that way exactly
4: i mean it would be kind of like in a past life perhaps i'd gone goblin tossing but now i want to go (laughs) skeleton
0: swinging (laughs) skeleton swinging there's a dance like that i want to make this a um, strength thing oh okay because you're not necessarily rolling to attack, and because improvised weapon that's right. suck. That's right. I just want to make it a strength thing for you to smash skeletons together. So what do you want me to roll? I want you to roll a strength, uh, strength. check. So D20 just plus straight strength? Straight up strength, or athletics. I guess you could do athletics, because that'll give you a plus, since it, you'd be proficient in that. Exactly. Use athletics.
4: All and right. I'm going to re-roll this, because it was no fun.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Okay,
4: here we go. Uh, so 12 plus... Four for athletics, which is yeah. two strength and two And That's good. I was giving
0: you a DC of 15 to pick him up and slam him into the other one. Awesome. So now what I want you to do... So I'm
4: thinking this is like Bam Bam and the Flintstones. <laughs>
0: yeah. Bam Bam Bam. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with that, let's do uh, let's give them uh, roll a D8 add your strength modifier and they will each take that amount of damage. Roll a D8 and add my strength modifier. Yep. Four
4: plus two,
0: so six. they each take six points as you're smashing them together. That's
4: probably good because my unarmed strike does three bludgeoning, so that's probably right. a fair result. They
0: are they are not re dead, as it were, but the one um, that the sword that you're holding, like most of it has fallen off. It's still grabbing onto the sword, but it's pretty much gone below the waist, and it's just the so it's now a sword blade arms, all. pretty much, yeah. <laughs>
4: On, uh, on the ground, just like.
0: Ah. And who's up after that? Greg Garius. Greg. I guess. How many skeletons are up now? All four are still there. Oh, now, geez. one of them has to standing. be on the <laughs> end of the.
3: I'll Christian's attack whatever's arm. attacking Ashley then.
0: Okay, so you got two there. Both right. have been hit by a magic missile. All right. Or each have been hit by a magic missile. 19? 19. 19 definitely hits, yep.
3: Yeah. 10 points of damage. Well, I'll right. do 12 points of damage. Oh, it doesn't matter.
0: Well, it does matter. Twelve points of
3: damage. All right, because ten to kill it. The, Twelve does. Yeah, do the dueling. All right, I to do any flourishes. So there. that
0: first first skeleton is, is down. Um, what do you hit it with? The rapier. rapier? Yeah. Okay.
2: So he sticks it into ribcage and. <laughs> and oh, yeah, I'm just thinking, right you to you probably, the eye
0: socket. And- yeah, or you, something like that. You poked something that yeah. stopped it from animating. You you undid the animation, as it were. Alright,
4: um, now it's me. And I assume when I swung Ashley. him, with the, yeah. th- that was bludgeoning damage, right?
0: That's why I was treating it. That's why I said a D8 instead yeah, of a lower number. Right. I, I was going to say a D10. I just eh, That's I said fine. D8. I was just yeah. thinking about it. I figured I would just do more flat-out damage. Yeah.
2: Uh, 13 to hit.
0: Actually, 13 is the armor class of the skeleton. Alright. That hits. They're actually wearing scraps of armor, by the way. 6... One, so that's
2: thirteen minus half, so six damage. Seven six damage. damage.
0: S- seven, okay,
2: and one more round of half damage left.
0: All righty, and who's up next?
1: Oh, the wand. The With wand. How many are left?
0: Three. One, one. of them, you know, flailing around, holding onto the end of the short sword that Crispin has. The other end of uh, one that's being, you know, beaten by that mess. And then another one still on Ashley that uh, he just hit.
1: All right. We'll hit the one that's on Ashley first. Okay. Three points. It falls to pieces. Appreciate it. Next one. We'll hit the one that's flailing on uh, Crispin over there.
0: <laughs> At the end of the sword? Two points. Oh, so close, but not quite dead. <laughs> I kind of want him to just make Walk, him walk up again. And kick him? <laughs> <laughs>
1: is that uh, you can, a bonus
0: action? <laughs> you can hit that one. This is the one on the end of the sword. You just smack it against the wall. <laughs> Uh, And then you still have the one that's um, still standing there, that's being hit by the flail. (laughs) (laughs) That one now. Okay. so the love. Number four. Ooh, four. Four points. Okay. Um, And who's up next? Is it the skeletons? Uh,
2: Back to skeletons. Well, actually, no, because skeletons aren't on a 20. That was the owlbear.
0: Uh, Owlbear was a 20, right? Yeah, so Crispin.
2: Crispin. Oh, no, um, you're, you're right. Skeleton's next. I'm so sorry. So you're they were a totally six. Have they not gone yet? I was going to yeah. skip them. So okay.
0: Yeah. So I have two skeletons left. The one that's on the end of the sword is just going to try and reach and, and like claw at your arm. So you have that attack and the other one, both on you still. Okay. So you go for it and roll. The first one is
4: a 10 total.
0: All right. You will be hit by that one. And since the way I just described it, he's going to hit you for a D4 of damage. Okay. And he has to do minimum damage, so it's just going to be D4. Three, three points. It's just going to be three points. Uh, this is the one that does minimum damage. Okay, for now. so we, so I just take three automatically. Yeah, you're going to take three points. All right, and, then, and the then the second, second one,
4: one is uh, twenty-two.
0: Uh, that'll miss definitely.
4: Okay. my brain has not adjusted to backwards numbers yet. No,
0: yeah, Just to, just so you know, the number that you were trying to hit for the skeletons was a fourteen. As long as you're doing fourteen or higher, which you guys are rolling kind of astronomical numbers, it's right? Cool. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's great. It's, it's um, so we have that. And with that, winning. with that, we're just going to say these last two skeletons have a combined total hit points since they're not going to make it to their next round. They have a combined total hit points remaining of three. Uh, so you guys will be easily be That's able like to finish magic. them off. Yes. Uh, and you finish them off. There's nothing else of note in the room. And we're going to continue going into the dungeon crawl when we pick up the next episode. But for now, we can finish this one up after killing off a bunch of skeletons and suffering a little bit of injury. A oh. little bit? I, I, yeah, just, I just a couple? Just a little bit? Just a, uh, bit. Just a little uh, bit. damage. Half laying damage. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> but we'll hey, all say thanks for listening. Welcome back Chad,
2: to uh, Corvosa. I uh, hope you liked it and thought it was humorous.
1: If you liked it, please rate and subscribe. Thank you, thank
0: you. The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at AdventuresFromTheShed.com.